Welcome to Whatever Works, our unique fortnightly podcast in which we talk about whatever works in our lives and in the lives of our community members. Find us at whateverworks.works. And why not join our community? Simply search for Whatever Works at mewe.com and get stuck in. Right, okay then. Shall we make a start if you've got all your recordings going and back up and H6 recordings going? I tell you what, we have so many recordings going. I mean, we could, <laughs> we could do we could do 5.1 surround very sound versions of the podcast and God knows what. Very, very silly. We, yes. we could just do a, a, a whole show on We could recordings. do a box set, a special vinyl <laughs> pressing release of all the different recordings of whatever works. I think we've started, haven't we? Hello, everyone. In the meantime, <laughs> yes. Let's get back and record the show, shall we? Hello, everyone. <laughs> Greetings to you. It's Whatever Works again, and it's the beginning of March. Spring has sprung. Well, it's a bit cold here. I can't really imagine that it's really spring. It's a show 181, and we're moving forwards with these shows. Is it spring like there? No, it's not, and the weather forecast is f- is predicting cold and gloom and doom in the coming days. So, so yeah. much for, as you say, so much for the first day of spring, whenever it was yesterday, the day before. Yeah, yeah. So oh, no, 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 it's cold. Yeah, I must explain to the listeners that that gibberish at the beginning. We really, we've got so many redundancy recordings because we're both geeks who like recording toys, and so I'm recording on my desk and on my Zoom and on my recording system, and you've got you've got Skype recording and umpteen. I don't know. We between us, we've probably got six or seven recordings going yeah, on. Yeah. It's all very silly, isn't it? And it's just because we like the toys. It and is. It's really good fun to play about with it. But yeah, in terms of reality, it's completely over the top. But but. Anyway, but but it reminds me of that fateful day a year or so ago when we were halfway through a recording and I said to you, oh, my goodness, Ted, I'm so sorry. We're going to have to stop. I forgot to turn my recorder on. And yeah, you yeah. then said the fateful words, oh, so have I forgotten yeah, to turn yeah. mine on. Yeah. And that we've just gone completely <laughs> the other way now. And we had to start again. So, yeah, uh, better safe than sorry. Carry on. Totally, totally. Bells and bells and uh, belts and braces. No, what's the phrase? Bells and whistles, sir. Belts and braces. Oh, okay. No. Anyway, <laughs> whatever works. Works is our URL. You'll find links to all the stuff we're going to rattle on about today there. Whatever works. Um, Miwi Group is where you can come and join in and let us know what whatever works in your life. TedSalmon.com is where you'll find me. Links to all I do out from there, including podcasts, audio, and Miwi Groups. And AidenBell.com is where you'll find Aiden and all he does. If you want to buy me a copy, you can do that. That's very kind of you. PayPal me forward slash Ted Salmon. Uh, let's get to it, shall we? We shall. Here, I'm, I've got a tear in my eye. Ken Bruce retired about an hour ago. No, less, less than 38 minutes ago as we record this. I don't know if those of a similar generation to myself, if you Radio 2 listeners will know that Ken Bruce has been on the radio since God was a boy and um, retired this morning. So I... I didn't actually hear it because I was running my mum to the dentist. I didn't, I, I didn't realise that you were pre- in the show notes. You wrote this a few days ago. I didn't realise you were predicting this for today. And I and so I, I turned my radio to on this morning and I thought this Scottish bloke will be gone now. And he, and he was there. <laughs> he and I was thought, what's he, what's he talking about? He oh no, 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 they don't call me anal Aiden for nothing. No, no, I I worked this one out. Okay, we're recording at twelve thirty and he's retiring at midday. Right. Yeah. No, I did right. actually miss it because I was helping my with a dental appointment so I'll, I'll listen to it on catch up which isn't the same you see I'm of that age when you listen to something live on the radio it's live and it's all very well saying oh well there's the iPlayer you can catch up later it's not the same is it no I do agree yeah um, particularly with the, wi- the wireless 
um, it, uh, it, it lends itself to being live and being there at the time. But then that, that's a better before conversation, isn't it? Wireless versus podcasts. I'm afraid at 58, yeah, I'm yeah. still a, very much a radio man myself. Although podcasts are, are all pre-recorded. Well, most of them are. Well, that's what I'm saying. Sorry, Ted, that was my point. Podcasts oh, are yeah. pre-recorded, whereas the radio, 90% of the time, or at least 60, 70% of the time, is live. But streaming is a thing live as well. So that's the other side of the coin. We'll bring this to better before. We will. Some podcasts are streamed live. Anyway, let's leave that there. Holiday maker season is over. I mean, sorry, it started here. 1st of March, everyone flooded ah, back to my neck of the woods. Right. So North Wales is now full of... Um, full of uh, we used to call them grockles. Do you know that word? Never heard the word. Grockles, the holiday makers. Right. They've all, they've all come back anyway. Um, and so everyone's kind of buzzing around saying, hello, hello, did you have a lovely winter? <laughs> lovely Christmas. Oh, yes. Oh, so these people that own the places, or they rent them, or other people own them and they're guests of the people, I guess it's a combination, is it? No, the one that I, the one that I stay on is all owner-occupied. Right. And so we, we all know each other, and um, uh, yes, it's fine. Speaking of which... Um, <laughs> you know, I was talking about net curtains recently. Well, I did put net curtains, all those net curtains. That's right. You, you talked about the cheap the, on Amazon. Yes, indeed. And, uh, well, so that, you know, you can actually not be looked in on by everyone around you. Because it's quite, you know, when you live on a static site, you're quite close to everyone. And yes. people walk around and they kind of look in. I'm not saying they look in on purpose, but um, anyway, net curtains. Well, yeah, you can't nice. not, can you? <laughs> no. And the other thing that I, um, happened to me this week is that I became 60. <gasps> you're, nearly, you're nearly at 60 as well, aren't you? Ted, now I'm going to rack your knuckles for not being on Facebook because the one and only good thing about Facebook is it reminds you when people's birthdays are coming and you don't forget. I feel mm. awful now. I knew your 60s was coming. I did not know you'd had it. Right, <laughs> cue the happy birthday. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> listeners of the podcast Whatever Works, and members of MeWe Everywhere, please be upstanding and give a salute and an applause to the 60th birthday of Mr. Ted Salmon! Um, so, yeah, that, um, it, being 60, I think, is... How far are you from 60? Uh, a year and a half. Yeah. I think 60 feels more of a landmark to me than certainly 50 did. Mm. Like 50, I was expecting to feel old at 50, but I actually... At 60, I'm kind of thinking, yeah, I, this feels more like a landmark. I'm not saying that I feel old, but... Not got long feels, left now! <laughs> when, well, when you see lots of people from your earlier years who are in their 60s and they're snuffing it, you think, well, yeah, there's not long to go. You're quite right. I mean, I could live till I'm 100, I suppose, but it's unlikely. Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel so, very sorry for my mother in her generation. My mother's 87. And, of course, friends are dropping like flies, and it's it's very sad. At least, you know, we're not yeah. there yet. <laughs> well, hopefully not. And the other thing I wanted to report on this week, very briefly, is that I went to get a tub of Haagen-Dazs for my birthday afternoon um, kind of tea with mum and dad, and it was £5.15. My God. Goodness, prices have gone up, haven't they? Even the normal price for Hagen Dazs was four pound fifty for a long, oh, long right. time. Oh right, but the um, it was nearly always on special offer at three fifty at that kind of price. Yes, five pound fifteen. I had to, I had to 
bite my tongue. That's right, that's right the wrong phrase, isn't it? Oh, I had to I had to swallow my pride. <laughs> And Your just... pride instead of the ice cream. I haven't bought ice cream for a long, long time. I wouldn't. That that oh. I'm afraid that figure doesn't mean a lot to me. But if you say three fifty to five fifteen, that I can understand. It's a it's a stupid rise. Even even the yeah. proper price four fifty. It's gone up seventy five p, sixty five p, whatever it is, seventy five p, and it's just mad. The prices in of stuff in supermarkets, and we're noticing this all the time. We got some margarine the other day, and the same thing was true of that as well. Everything's just Indeed. going up in price. You know, no wonder people are having a hard time. Very sad. Anyway, there you go. Ted, before we move on, before we move on, can I just say, joking aside, I do apologise that I, I'm apologising to the nation that I didn't know it had been your birthday, and I wish you all the very, very best. I hope it was a good one, sir. <laughs> yeah, it was a very quiet one. I'll come to some of the things that I I snagged on my birthday as we go forward um, in today's show. But, uh, yeah, the, the, as you know, I live a hermit's life, so I don't really see anyone or do anything. And so it was all very low-key and not... Um, the, the Same as you, the last thing I wanted... Yes, 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 indeed. <laughs> so, thankfully, people around me um, know that. Anyway, let's move on. Jim Fowle was feeding back on the last uh, show. We were talking about darts. 180! Oh, God, goodness, I'm surprised we didn't lose our listenership. Yes, I'm sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> no, no, Jim says that. I love the darts <laughs> reference. It is still televised, he says, incidentally. Me, him and his mates were talking down the pub about going to watch a darts uh, event live just recently. So that was a bit of a coincidence. I remember the greats, he says, Jockey Wilson, Leighton Reese, Bobby George, Eric Bristow. I actually played a game against Leighton Reese. I think he was the, the Welsh yeah. one at a holiday camp when I was in my 20s. And that reminded me also that I played a game against John Lowe in our hospital social club. It must have been between 81 and 84. Um, and I'd completely forgotten about that. He completely <laughs> yes. slaughtered me, of course. But he, he came and did this kind of exhibition thingy. And we, we paid him, um, I think it was 900 quid for the evening. It was a, you know, well, by today's standards. Oh, you should have offered him 180. <laughs> <laughs> and also, John Tremor says that he's glad that someone else picked up on the addicting word. I've seen it a fair bit, he says, and it's always wound me up, but no one else has seemed to bring it up until now. So I'm glad that I've got someone else that actually appreciated what I said. But um, I think it, I think it's a, 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 at the risk of being racist. I think it is Americans that use the word addicting instead of addicting. I'd never heard but of thank it. You, John. But who was it said the English and the Americans are separated by a common language? I mean, <laughs> Steve Litchfield brings us the Kekoi extendable grabber tool with headlight. Um, he says, you know, these cheap grabbers that old people are fond of having in every room. This bought for the purposes of retrieving items under sofas and also a few other long reach DIY jobs is the Rolls Royce of grabbers. Yes, I've got one of these. I think I even got it on account of this very show. The thing yeah. that's sort of like a long stick with a handle on one end and when you grip it, the pincers at the other end can pick things up. Yeah. Steve goes on to say this has a 32-inch foldable picker... It, it is a 32-inch foldable picker-upper grabber with a 90-degree rotating anti-slip jaw. 
It's heavy duty. It's tougher than your average grabber. It's longer than your average grabber. It folds with a Velcro's closure. It's got a magnetic tip for picking up picking up metal items. I love that. Long things with magnets on the end are the best fun in the world. Bright 4.5 volt LED lamp illuminates what you're grabbing in a dark place with an on-off button so the lamp is only on when it's needed and saves on battery. The grips and the hand grip are seriously contoured and the central wire in the mechanism looks as if it will last a lifetime. Okay, says Steve, it is £16 and not cheap as chips, but it's a serious grabber meant for serious jobs and it works. Hopefully worth every penny. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yes, he says it is. It's sort of the Swiss army knife of grabbers, isn't it? So um, similar to what we know, but better. Thank you, Steve, for that. Very nice indeed. And yes, long things, forget about Zoom recorders and... (laughs) And and microphones and fun that we have with that. Yeah. Just we'll get a long thing with a magnet. A on long the thing with a magnet. That's all you need, Ted. And this one, I've just noticed. Even the handle, it looks like a gun. You can actually, you feel like you're firing the trigger of a gun. So I mean, great yeah. fun. Thank you for that, Steve. Well, well, well spotted. Done, yes. Now, one of the things I got this week was the New End Tour weather station. Happy birthday! Um, I I paid 36 quid for it, but it's now um, 43 quid, I noticed. The the trouble is, I bought the... Do you remember that... um, What's the make of that one called? Oregon Scientific one. Yes, we've we've done these on the show before. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, it was was lovely. But the the one thing that annoyed me about it was that you couldn't see it. And there was no option to put electric, you know, to, to keep the light on all the time. Yes. So, anyway, so I got this new one. It's called a New End Tour. And it's got a 7.5-inch screen. You plug it into the wall in the old-fashioned way. Yes. And so the, the display stays on, and it shows loads and loads of stuff on it, all sorts of information that you don't really need. Um, you can put AAs in it if you want to, but if you put AAs in it, then it turns off after 15 seconds, so that's no good. Um, and there's a little outdoor satellite thingy. You put a couple of double A's in that and yep. you stick it outside, and that works really well. Yeah, lo- all sorts of re- um, information about, um, you know, all the stuff you'd expect. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, um, it's got these buttons on the back, which... Um, they, 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 you know, you, you change all the kind of um, settings on it. The only thing that, that was I thought was could be done better is that it could do with the remote control because if you buy more than one of the satellite thingies, which you seem to be able to do at thirteen ninety nine each, and they are available, um, you've got to press a button on the back of the main unit in order to switch it between the sensors, okay, which yes. is a bit annoying. I mean, if it had a little remote control, I think it would be just much, much better. So you can have but... one at the front of your house and one at the back and compare the yeah, different... Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And one in the garage or <laughs> yes, whatever. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it seems to be quite good. I tested it against the Oregon Scientific over a, a couple of days, and it seems to be keeping the same kind of temperature readouts and all the rest of it. Um, and, yeah, it, I, it looks like it's quite good. I, I think it's quite good value for money. It's all plastic, of course. It's Chinese and what have you, but it seems to do the job, and it's been sat there ever since, and it gives a good readout, so I'm very pleased with it. I'm very pleased that you're very pleased. I I used to have one of these, and the problem I had, and I know we discussed this on the show before, so I wonder if your thoughts have changed, is that you, you have all this information at your hands, but you never really have a need to know the barometric pressure of the underneath of your garage door, for instance. Yeah. Um, you know, and I found in the end with mine, I was really looking quite regularly at the indoor and outdoor temperature, but not much else. Or are yeah. you still having fun just paying attention to the 
phases of the moon and the atmospheric pressure and so on. <laughs> I don't look at the, the atmospheric pressure, I must admit, but I do sometimes glance at the um, uh, at the, the the graphics for the you know what weather's coming in the next twelve hours or whatever. Yes. Oh yes. Useful. Oh yes. That would that I can certainly think would be very yeah. useful. Yeah. And you got the you got the moon phases. Uh, 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 one annoying thing about it is that the clock is the American way round. Sorry, the calendar. So instead of saying the third of March, oh it says, no, it says one three. Oh, and you I can't, can't find, change. Oh, no, well, I can't find a word. <laughs> So that's a bit annoying, but yeah. I don't, as you say, you don't often look at that. Yeah. But the the time seems to be keeping itself quite well. It's got this MF MSF radio signal thing, so it's supposed to keep itself right. Anyway, there you go. The new Entor weather station is currently yeah forty three quid, I'm afraid, but I, I I think it's still just about worth that price, even though I got it for thirty six. Well, I think that's not a bad price. I think they can cost a lot more. And I'm sorry about what I just said. I mean, we're geeks. We want to know as much as possible, even though we don't really want to know as much as possible. (laughs) I bring you a cold shine ladder stop mat. Rather rather more dour and (laughs) tedious and not so terribly exciting, but extremely useful and could save a life, literally. Um, We have a ladder in... We have the... In our house, we have the main hallway and we have a... Uh, a, a door in the ceiling that goes up into the into the attic, a tip, you know, the classic hinged door. You push it open and up you go. Um, and we have a step ladder which I bring out of the garage and and put up to its full uh, height. Not not a not a one of these V ladders, but just a single ladder which I lean into the loft and climb up. Well, not. Well, I say not long ago, probably two or three or four years ago now, um, I redid the floor in the hallway and it's becoming a little bit slippery. And I've deci- I decided not long ago that it might start to become really extremely dangerous. I could be halfway up the ladder and the thing might just suddenly slip on the floor and disappear from under me and could indeed cause my death, if not a serious injury. And so I paid £17.29. pence. No, I didn't. I paid £15.99, pence, but it's now seventeen twenty nine for a cold shine ladder stop mat, which is basically a big slab of um, rubber. It's in old money about, I don't know, two feet by one foot. It's about, it's a sort of oval shaped, about two feet across and one foot on the, on, on, on the shorter length. And it's got a large ridge built across it. And what you do is you just lift your ladder up and pop this thing underneath and put the ladder down on it. And of course, being rubber, it's nice and frictionful and grippy. And so the top part, the ladder sits very well and grips to it. And the bottom is being pushed down onto the floor and so cannot slip for love nor money. And I use that now whenever I go up into the loft and I feel a very, very great deal safer. Uh, In fact, I even have a bit of a kerfuffle when I'm down from the loft and want to put the ladder away because I have to find a way of sort of manhandling it out from underneath the ladder in order to collapse said ladder. But um, very useful, does what it says on the tin. I've had it for a few weeks now. This is classic Aidan Bell. Talk about it after I've had it for a while so I can say with confidence that it does work and it's very good. And if you have such a need of such a thing, I recommend it fully. Well done. Yeah, I, I'm a bit guilty of put, bringing things to whatever works just after I've got them, like the like the weather station. Oh, I've yeah. only had that a, a few days, and you're quite right. I mean, in, in a month's time, it could break, and then I'd have to retrace my steps. <laughs> but yes, giving it a good try, which is what you've done here, is really good. I think I, I'm I, still suffering from those ruddy LED lights I bought a couple of years ago, and we all <laughs> bought about six sets, and they were complete crap, yeah. and I felt very guilty for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that looks great, doesn't it? I, I, I we do sometimes use a ladder, um, and yeah, you're quite right. It could easily um, go. You've got to have some safety measures in place, and that looks like just the job. Have you tried it outside on 
surfaces that are no, not I haven't because flat. Out, uh, no, because outside, the only place I would use it outside is on our terrace, which is quite an old um, paving, which is called, you know seen better days and so it's actually already very frictionful and very crunchy and yeah, isn't right. likely i think the ladder couldn't slip on that if it tried no, but, but the I, mat, what i what it meant was the mat might slip on it yeah, i suppose that too but i certainly i'm sure right. this mat would be very useful for instance on grass i mean if you were for wet oh, yeah. i mean wet grass is one thing i have experienced with a ladder you put a ladder down on wet grass and the, and the legs just sink down into the grass so oh, yeah. i think it would probably have a good good outside use as well if you needed it to very nice indeed Thank you kindly. And only 17 quid. Only Marvelous. 17 quid. There you go. Right. My next thing that I got for my birthday, and the um, best present ever, <laughs> I might say, is the Ninja Blender and Seat Maker. And it's really fabulous. Um, I don't know if the likes of Chris Kelly will say, ah, but there's a better one. <laughs> yes. I'm sure he probably will. But the, but compared to the ones that we brought to the show before, like the Morphe Richards one and the T-File one, yes. in the end, they just all, all give up. And you think, oh, for goodness sake, this one looks like, and it reviews really, really well. It costs 150 quid, so it's like three times the price of the other ones. But right. um, it really is a beast. Now, one of the things that is common to the other ones is that they've got um, drop-down um, uh, uh, blender thingies. So the, 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 the motor is in the lid, right? Well, with this one, it's more like a... Um, it's more like a blender, a, a food processor. Oh, I see, yes. And it's got a base, and you stick the jug on top of the base. And the, when this thing goes round, it's so loud. It's You, you can just see that it's a, a real beast of a device, and it's doing stuff properly. Um, and it, it's just so different. And, and when the soup comes out, it's absolutely lovely. I made some smooth soup with it um, a number of times now, Um and it's just gorgeous. And there's all sorts of other stuff you can do with it as well. There's, um, you can make jam with it and ice cream and sauces, apparently. Um, and it's just, um, yeah. If I, if I hadn't read all the, um, the, the raving reviews about how good it was, um, then I wouldn't be so enthusiastic, probably. I, I'd expect it to kind of go bad like the other ones. But everyone says this is so good. This is top-of-the-range stuff. And Ninja also make other kitchen stuff as well, which I didn't know. And it just looks fantastic. And so far, what I've done in it has come out fantastic. Really, really lo lovely soup maker. I'm hoping that in five years' time it'll still be going and not be back on the show in Room 101. <laughs> it looks Fabulous, Ted. I must confess, yeah. this is a. Re the first thing I thought was Ninja Blender and Soup Maker. How often do you need to blend a ninja? But I realise it's not Ninja <laughs> Blender and Soup Maker. But no, seriously speaking, and, and we, we did discuss it privately, and you said to me in a conversation that it was the Sage Oracle coffee machine of soup makers, yeah. <laughs> uh, likening it to my, my passion for the coffee machines. And it does look lovely. And if I was as passionate about soup as you are, uh, yeah, yeah. Then I think, and it look because the other thing that always always get, grabs me is the aesthetic. I like things that look nice, that are sexy looking yeah. beasts, and this is a sexy looking beast. Yeah. Um, and it's all digital, and it's, and it's all is it all touch control? There's not, not yeah. yeah. It's, it's all touch control, but oh. they're, they're not capacitive. They're they're underneath. A, a oh, that's layer, good. So oh, very nice. Yeah, they're all they're all kind of water resistant and all the rest. Hidden of it. buttons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and the jug is is square. And mm -hmm. it, um, it's got useful markings all over it. The lid 
locks on really nicely and it's got a hole in the middle of the lid where you can stuff things down if you forget to put them in. Um, it's got a sauté um, setting as well, so if you want to put your onion and onion and oil in first before you, it does that. Oh, quickly. right. And, and, it, and it counts you down and it times everything beautifully. It, it, I, I've got nothing but good things to say about this thing. It's really, really impressed me so far. But do and, do come back on in a month and, and yeah. give us a, a rundown of how you've been getting on with it. I will. And I, and I eat soup every single day. Yes. So um, I, I'm probably the best person to test it over a long period of time as well. Very nice. And another happy birthday. Whoa! Thank you. And my last happy birthday, happy birthday. is the, <laughs> my green parasol. Now, I decided that um, when I got my, you remember my alpha moon chair I got? Yes, you talked uh, about this. My, you teased yeah. it on the last show. Well, I got that chair and I thought, right, I need a brolly now. Yes. My summer of vitamin D <laughs> outside. Yes. And so I got this brolly and I, I, I did kind of do a bit of research on this and I asked for advice from people. This one is the Sunma. 2.7 meter green parasol and it was 51 quid and it it's got a crank handle in the middle this the poles are made of steel but the the actual canvas it, you can wind it up and down oh, with this crank lovely. handle so that works really well um i didn't have a heavy base which is coming any minute because the, we've got one in the family and it's um it's not being used so that that should work really well um and I, yeah, I, I it, apparently the poly poly material that the the canvas is made out is supposed to be UV thirty plus rated, which which apparently means that it takes you thirty times longer than to burn your skin than if you're directly in the sun. Ah, oh. but I would have thought that if you're underneath that, you won't get burnt by the sun anyway. So I'm not quite sure about right. that. Anyway, it looks quite nice and it's big and it covers a big area. And I'm looking forward to putting that next to my chair when the sun comes out. I did put it up kind of temporarily yesterday. It was raining and it did keep the rain off me. <laughs> I love the handle. I mean, I'm used to umbrellas where you just have to manhandle it with your hat, you know, pushing up, sliding it up from the bottom till the top until it clicks. So I love the idea of just this yeah. graceful handle turning. Can it? Do you have the choice of open or closed or can you have it halfway, halfway or quarter way or three quarter way open? Yeah, you can have it whatever angle you like, yeah. You, you just stop cranking it. Stop cranking. It stays where it goes, yeah. Um, it also it comes in two parts, so you can take the pole, you know, you can you can divide it into two for storage. Yes. Um, there's no there's no cover with it, um, so I, I, I need to get a cover. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, but it's, oh, yeah, it's Very it's nice. Really nice. And also available in ash grey and ivory. How exciting. How terribly exciting. Oh, this is really cool. The Stanley Max Steel. Oh, by the way, happy birthday for that last one. Thank you. Yes, yes. Um, uh, the Stanley Max Steel multi angle vice, which somebody has bought on my Amazon affiliate link, which you can find at tinyurl.com forward slash Amazon TED UK. And this looks really interesting. It's only 20 quid. If you don't have a vice on your work surface, on your work desk, your bench, you can add one by clamping this thing to pretty much anything and then. You've got um, uh, the other side of it, then gives you 
the device to work with and it's got a pivot ball inside it by the looks of it which means that you can set your vice at various angles it just looks really interesting it looks like it's made of hard solid plastic it's only um you know 20 quid so I, it maybe it's not brilliant it'd be really interesting to hear back from the person who bought it to see if it's good and if it works and if it's decent of course i don't know who's bought it i just know that yes someone indeed has. yeah um so yeah it looks really interesting doesn't it i would be very wary of a plastic vice but as you say it, it may it may do the job we have a vice in the garage that well i was going to say my father bought i wouldn't be surprised if my grandfather bought it it's it's about the same size as the one we're looking at but it's solid metal and weighs a ton and doesn't have to be fixed to anything because it just sits like an anvil um and i still use that to this day on the very very rare occasions when i need a vice but um yeah yeah. yeah, i'd be curious to know yes do let us know if how it works out whoever you are (laughs) yeah the the interesting thing here is that you can just clamp it to anything that that you you can move it to where you want to go although the thing that you attach it to needs to be quite solid (laughs) still using and still I am still using my 24 watt what 20 what 24 watt LED ceiling light. Um, I oh, bought this yeah. just coming out of COVID area. I think it was during COVID. One of my um, uh, projects was redoing my bathroom. Uh, I remember a friend visited just after COVID and used the toilet and came out and said, "Aiden, I think Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen's been let loose in your bathroom." <laughs> because I'd been in there and decorated during COVID. And I topped it off with this ceiling light, which I found on Amazon. At the time, it was 1529. It's now 1799. We're talking about February 2021. Oh, it's showing for me at 1529. Oh, there you are. It's come back down again then. How about that? Um, And my memory is so bad, I couldn't really remember much about it. So I had to actually have a look at it on Amazon myself this morning to remind myself exactly what it is. It's what I suppose you might describe as an upside down dinner plate light. It's white. It's about 29 centimetres diameter and it's about four or five centimetres deep coming down from the ceiling. Cheap and cheerful. It's full of LEDs. Uh, You put it up, you wire it up. Um, There's some there's obviously a reduction in there. It takes the 24 volts down to whatever the LEDs want. Probably not much at all. And it's fine. You turn it on and it's nice, bright white LED um, and you turn that. And here's the thing I didn't know. And I'm looking at the thing. I'm not even sure if it even says it here on the Amazon page. But what I discovered after buying it, and it's neither here nor there to me, is that when you turn it off, it stays on very, very dimly. It stays on at about 5%. So I suppose, you know, in a nighttime situation, you might just about be able to go in there and have a wee without having to turn the light on. Um, I didn't know it was going to do that. And a part of me said, oh, that's going to use a lot of electricity. And then I thought, well, hang on a minute. LED uses very little already. And I mean, at 5%, it's going to be absolutely negligible. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's actually on all the time, uh, in which case it's been on since February 2021, which means it certainly is doing what it says on the tin um, and it works fine. And it, it, it's 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 quite um, what's the word cheap. It's quite cheap and tacky when you feel it, when you put it up and you think, my goodness, this is crap. But of course, you never touch a light once the light's fixed and it's on the ceiling and it's up there. You don't need to have need unless it goes wrong to touch it again. So you wouldn't know that it was made of flimsy metal and flimsy plastic because it's on the ceiling and it does its job. Voila. Very good. And it's got a lifespan of 30,000 hours of, of, of running. Oh, well, there we are. It'll see me out then. (laughs) I was was trying to work work out what that means. 30,000 hours divided by... 30,000 hours divided by... (laughs) Oh, let's say... uh, I don't know. (laughs) 
<laughs> I can't. We need a mathematician. Yes, we do. <laughs> okay, I'm still using my Rotec USB <laughs> autoscope. And I use that. I've got this wonky year, as you know. And I used it this week. Uh, three and a half years. Sorry, Ted. I just... Three and a uh, half years. Three and a half years. Right. Carry on. Well, on constantly. <laughs> on constantly, yes. Right. Um, I've got this wonky year. And this otoscope is really oh, good. Oh, yes. It's good. I got, I got it um, in June 19, whatever works, 85. And you basically stick it in your ear carefully. And it's got a, um, a light on the end and a little camera on the end. And you plug it into your smartphone or smart device or computer or whatever. And you can then see on the screen whatever this thing's seeing inside your ear. You can use it on for teeth. You can use it for whatever orifice you like, really. Um, but you can also use it if you need to see in, you know, between um, whatever. Oh, if you've dropped you something also, down the back of the wardrobe or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You can also use it for... Um, you know, for for reading small text on something, ah, um, because it goes, it blows up to the size of the screen, whatever screen you're looking at. So anyway, really good. Still using it, and I used it again this week to have a look, and it's still working fine. So good on you, Rotec. I remember this, Ted, and I remember at the time thinking, "Oh, that sounds like fun," and I'm thinking it again now. But once again, <laughs> I want one of those, but I have no use case. Oh, how much does it cost now? Let's have a look. Uh, oh, it's, the page is dead. The page is dead, so you can't buy I one see, anyway. I've got, <laughs> I've got a feeling that it was um, about 20 quid. It wasn't that expensive. Yes, but was it? Under a tenner, of course, these days. Not 20. That's right. I mean, not Inflation's gone up. <laughs> <laughs> Get it right, Ted. Happy birthday. Now... This is a bit of a, a bit of a cheat because it's the same one in two shows running. I'm bringing back your phone tripod oh, with wireless yes, remote yes, control indeed. and universal clip. <laughs> <coughs> you said that it was kind of fairly cheap and nasty, which it is. It's, it's cheap plastic, but it seems to work quite well and it's no problem at all. Um, I've been testing this to in order to take photographs of stuff I'm reviewing, and it works pretty well. I've got a, a nice macro function on my, one of my phones, which works really well. Um, and, yeah, I, I would recommend it thoroughly. £7.89, um, and it, it is cheap as chips, um, and you get this little remote control, like you were saying, with it. Um, I don't know, honestly, I, I've no idea how you managed to have that paired up automatically because I've tried it with about five different phones here, <laughs> including, including the Nokia, Nokia XR20. Um, and you've got to pair them up. I, I'm a bit worried about your um, your Bluetooth settings. I think you need to check them because if they're open for anything to connect to your phone with, then people could just be connecting to your phone. You make a very good point there, Ted, because, you know, this, this was classic Aidan Bell not thinking it through. When I put this thing together and I turned on the remote control and voila, it just appeared and I pressed the button and Bob's your uncle, it took a picture. All I did was say, oh, that's clever. Aren't phones good since I got rid of my Cosmo? Ha ha, this is wonderful. Without stopping to think, as you point out, perhaps I should check my security yeah, settings. Yeah. However, but, surely, right, n- knowing that, can you not connect it? I mean, can you not choose yeah, to? Yeah. And does it work when you choose to yeah. set it up? Oh, good, yeah, good, yeah, good. Yeah, oh, that's it works fine. Perfectly that's well. fine. And, and you press the Android button as opposed to the iOS. Yes, button, indeed. And um, it takes a photo. Yes, and it, it, it works perfectly. So yeah, it's a good shout. It might be cheap and nasty and plasticky, but for seven pound eighty nine, I think it's well worth it. And I've, I've I've put it to use already, so good shout. My only negative is that the iOS button is bigger than the Android button. Yabu yeah. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Ted. I want one, I want one, I want one. 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 I want one.
those. I want one of those. I could even afford one of those, but I cannot justify one of those. How often has that been the mantra of this section of the show? I found a lovely thing. It's only 40, well, it's only, in inverted commas, £41.99, pence, but I just don't need one. But it's just so cute. It's a pop-up charger. It's, um... It, now, the, the the description on the website isn't very good, and I'm assuming that it works as follows. It's flushed on your desk. It's flat on your desk, nicely built in, about five, six, seven centimetres across, and it's a Qi charger. So you put your phone down on it, on the desk, or whatever it is you want to charge, and it Qi charges. If, I'm assuming, you press it, you'll do a, have one of those double-click things, and it will then rise up out of the top of your desk, about five or six centimetres, revealing two USB outlets, C and A. So, um, not the shop, I mean USB-C and USB-A. <laughs> and, um, and that's all it does. And when you finish charging, you press it back down and it becomes flush with the level of your desk again. As I say, I'd love to have one of these on my desk. I don't need it. My phone is amazing. I don't need to charge during the day. And I've already got uh, USB-C and A chargers. So I've absolutely no need for me to own one of these. But I think it looks great fun. You found it on Amazon as well for a tiny bit more. But that gives you your, um, uh, what do you call it? Cup of coffee. Affiliate, affiliate coffee. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I can't justify buying one. But I love the look of the pop-up wireless charger. I think that the wireless charging bit works without popping it up. Oh, yes, I, I agree. And then you yeah, pop it up right. to get the other. Okay. But it doesn't actually talk about popping up anywhere, except it's in the title. So I assumed okay. you just give it a slight press and it's got yeah. one of those click release things. You would think so, wouldn't you? Um, the only thing is that what you've got to do with this is to cut a big hole in your desk. Well, there is to, that. To put it in. <laughs> yes, so you do have to cut a large a, hole in your that, desk. That's a bit finer, isn't it? Yeah. You, <laughs> you can't... have to make sure you want this. <laughs> exactly. Or you can't go, oh, bugger, it was on the wrong side. I wanted it on the left. <laughs> Tough. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, yeah, you're right. It looks really good fun and it looks really nice. And if you scroll down on the um, Amazon page, you can see um, a similar one which is a load more money, but it goes up even further. And it's got three-pin plugs in it as well and all sorts. Oh, yes, um, yeah. Yeah, so they're obviously, this is a thing that people are doing. I didn't know that. Maybe there's an ultimate one that goes two metres in the air with a Cirque du Soleil dancer on the top. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right, very And nice. on that note, what have you got? <laughs> um, I've got a... Um, M twenty. I threw you there, didn't I, Ted? I'm sorry about that. I just went off into some strange Paul Merton fantasy. (laughs) We seem we seem to have skipped over your lovely clock, but we'll come back to that because my magnetic titanium multi tool, which is fifty eight quid on Kickstarter, looks really really nice. It's a nine in one tool, which has got um, a really interesting design where the the bits for the the screwdriver sit in the middle of the device itself and make it look very very. Like, so, like a sort of strings of a harp. Yeah, that's yeah. right, exactly. And then you can take each one of them out. Um, they're magnetised and kept in place, but you can pull them out. And then you can either put them on the end of the device to turn it into a screwdriver, or if you've got one where you need more leverage, you can put them in the side of the device. And it's got other tools in there going on. And it just looks really, really nice. Made of titanium and just looks um, a dinky little device. Pocket tool. We like pocket tools, don't we? We do. And this is, um, you know, alongside Victorinox stuff, this looks like it might be a really nifty one. And made beautifully with titanium, like um, a bit like the, the Xiaomi stuff we often talk about. So, yeah, very nice indeed. Very nice indeed. 
And um, yeah, we did jump over the clock. I, 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 I misread it in our recording notes and thought you were going to do it. We both did it, really, didn't we? We both found this fabulous clock. But I'll let you explain it, Ted, because you, you do it better than I do. Really? Well, um, <laughs> I actually had trouble bit... working out exactly what it was for and what it was because yeah. it talks about a clock that hears the time, and that's not what it means at all. The clock doesn't no, hear didn't... the time; you hear the I clock. Did... I did, yeah, I didn't quite get that bit. But but if you scroll down on the page, there's there's these animations of actually how it works. So it's like um an old fashioned clock that makes um the the numbers come up in the right sequence. Um, which you would normally have with an LED readout display, but this one does it physically with bits of whatever it is and whatever the metal is, I suppose, yes. or plastic. And each time that the the thing goes round, and you can see the the workings of the, the the rotors going round, it comes to a point where it it lifts up the different sections that make up the digital number. So it just looks absolutely fascinating, and I really really want one of these, but it's costing two hundred quid the absolute minimum to buy one um i'm not quite sure if it's electric is it or do you wind it up i I Um, think it must be electric but you're you're right it is gorgeous and each number i'm just looking has seven wheels and seven pieces that lift and and lower in order to to build the correct digits but the the other thing about this is that it comes in a diy yes that's what i was going to say (laughs) You, you get a screwdriver and a kit and they say get on with it they reckon it should take you an hour to build it I'm sorry, but for that price, I want a guy in a three-piece suit to come round and build it for me in my living room. I'm sorry. It looks lovely, though, doesn't it? I really, I really want one of those, but I'm not paying two hundred quid for one. No, I mean, if it was if it was a quarter of that, I would actually start to become tempted because it is delicious. Oh, it's bigger than I thought it was as well. It's 35 centimetres across. Yeah, that's a decent is... size. That's just over yeah. a foot, isn't it? That's a decent size. That, oh, yeah. yeah, really. I, I really do want one of those. But once again, cannot be justified. You can get different colour labels as well. And, oh, yeah. You can buy five for a thousand quid. Oh, there we are. Right. Chris, <laughs> Ian. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I I I re- of all the things that we have on I I want one of those. You know, that is just out there at the at the front I think. It's just lovely. That and the island that Steve Litchfield once brought onto the show. <laughs> yeah. Better before. I was in Tesco car park to the day as I often am, and um this car alarm went off and it was particularly shrill and irritating, and I did jump round a bit, and as did a couple of other people. <laughs> but I noticed that beyond that initial, what the heck was that, people then instantly go back, go back about their business. I didn't see any at all, any body language, any action, any indication that anyone was actually thinking, oh, a crime is taking place. Let's investigate. Let's tell the authorities. Is everybody all right? There was none of that. And it made me realise that this seems to have have sort of become a thing in recent years. Perhaps 10, 15 years ago, if you heard a car alarm go off, you would immediately think, oh, goodness me, I must check that. Something's happening. Somebody's in trouble. There's a crime taking place. I wonder if I should help. Now people go, oh, bloody car alarm, and get on with their lives. So it almost begs the question... Do we need to bother with car alarms anymore? Because is anybody paying any attention to them? Um, I think it was better before, wasn't it? I think I, I think that um, there are different people in life. Did you know that? People are different. 
And <laughs> there are people, there are people that would still do this. They would go and um, find out what's going on, lend assistance, mm-hmm. and get on with it. There are also people who um, are likely to phone the police but not get involved. And I'm one of those people. You see, on our static site here, the, the advice they give you is that if you see any crime going on, don't go and get involved. Yes. Phone the police and lock your door and keep away from it. Because this, the, the last thing you want to do is put yourself in any yeah. danger. So, you know, you've got that advice going on. You've also got the advice going on from unofficial sources that says, don't get involved, because if you do, you might get dragged up in court um, as a witness. And do you really want to be doing that? And the insurance companies will sort it out anyway. I think it's a bit different if you see an old lady being physically attacked. Yeah, yeah, totally. Fair enough. But if it's a an, an an object like a car that no one really cares about because the insurance will pay for it anyway, the advice is leave it alone. Phone the police. Yeah. But that's, um, you're already making the presumption that people are going to think, ah, yes, there is a crime taking place. My argument is that people don't even get that far in their thought processes because they just think, oh, it's a bloody car alarm going yeah, off. Yeah, and don't yeah. even make the connection that it might be because of a crime happening yeah yeah i do i understand what you're saying you're quite right we're so blasé about noises yes that we just kind of you know when i hear um ambulances and police cars going past all the time and there was a time where in life if you heard that you'd be out there trying to see what's going on yes yes and and even chasing down the road to see if there's a fire somewhere but yeah we're we're all just yeah i think we've just become complacent to car alarms that's the point i wanted to make carry on This is a one, um, it's a bit of a Ted's top tip almost really, because it's about vintage glassware. And I stumbled into this article about vintage glassware. Yeah. And the fact that someone was saying, be very careful about using vintage glassware. And when you think about it, there's probably some kind of logic in that. Vintage glassware um, contains lead. um, And sometimes, apparently, with a thousand times the now legal limit of stuff you're supposed to use. Um, and the carcinogenic cadmium as well is in the mix. Um, so lead is um, a cumulative toxin, said the article, meaning that it stores in your body, builds up over time, and it never goes away again. Um, there are two lots of glassware, which this might show up in. One is lead glaze or paint glassware. But the other, um, interestingly, of course, is leaded crystal Um now, a leaded crystal has got lead in it because they use it to reinforce the, the glass against breakage. So if you use this glassware, then you could be getting traces of lead into your system. So the advice is um, try not to use vintage glassware. Um, today's lead-free crystal, they say, is replaced with some stuff that is, is not to do with lead. So it's not so bad if you buy it new now. But if you've got stuff kicking about from granny and the like then um be careful with it don't use it for drinking out of or eating from put it on display and look at it and and shine it up every now and again um i don't know if you uh, presumably your mum's um of a vintage where she might have glassware around luckily not much but it's worth my checking i mean this this is an interesting point you raise i mean it's a gift for crime writers isn't it (laughs) How did oh, they die? Yeah. Ah, they drank from the leaded crystal. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, that's a all long, I can say, really. Wow. Death. Yes. <laughs> Ouch. 
Yeah, yeah. Just just a thought. Anyway, it's it's um it was a as I say, it was an article that came up I think in the Guardian and um or it might not have been, but um it was uh yeah, something I just not thought about and it was a better before in the sense that was it better before? Because actually probably it wasn't. And old people that use this stuff in Victorian times, well, no wonder they had a life expectancy of 50. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a hat trick, Ted. It's a better before, it's a Ted's top tip, and it's a Room 101. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Matt Jones well would like to put Calgon into Room 101. Um, the claim that Calgon make that washing machines live longer with it. Oh, yes, I remember washing that. Washing machines live longer mach- with Calgon. That's the one. We, li- we live in a very hard water area, says Matt. Our kettles scale up in record time. So you'd think Calgon would be essential. You'd think I'd be plagued with calcified elements and dead washing machines, especially with a family of five. But no, I have never had a washing machine die of calcification. That's a good word. My washing machines have always died due to be, due to being due to bearing issues or circuit board failure. Nor among my friends, I've asked them. While machines do calcify, it's not to the point where it impairs the machine's ability to work. Put your Calgon money in a jar and use it to repair or replace your machine when it finally (laughs) dies in a few years. Yes, I actually read the article and uh, was surprised as well. And they were making the same point. I think it was which, wasn't it, that said basically you could buy a new washing machine with the money that you spend on Calgon during the life of your current machine. Um, Mm. Yeah, there you are. Claims that don't yeah, live yeah, up. Yeah, I don't know. It, obviously, Matt has tested this over a, a period of time, but um, you do, you have to be careful with these claims. And you, you're presumably people that spend what five to ten quid on these tablets, and the, who? Yeah, perhaps it's just a complete waste of money. Who knows? I've got a quick one. It's Jacob's Tuck Cheese Sandwich Biscuits, right? Right. Unhealthy as they might be to even have in the house, they are really nice. Every single one in the packet I bought last week was separated from the other one. They weren't broken. <laughs> they were just separating. Right. So they weren't sandwiches. They were... <coughs> oh, dear, I've got one in my throat, I think. You can say it's a packet full of cheese, they... biscuit, cheese, biscuit, cheese. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> biscuit followed by cheese stuck to another bit of biscuit. So it was stuck to one of the biscuits, but not the other one. And the whole, honestly, the whole packet was the same. And that's not the first time I've had that. So something in the manufacturing process is separating, but only <laughs> one side of it. Really odd, isn't it? <laughs> I'm just thinking of a jingle biscuit followed by cheese, followed by a biscuit, followed by cheese. <laughs> I'm sure they're really unhealthy. I can't imagine what they've stuck in this, all the E numbers and everything. But the but they're really, really tasty. It's the universe telling you to stop buying Hagen dazs yeah. ice cream and these biscuits. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what mine is this week. TikTok videos appearing in YouTube searches. Now, I know this is personal, I know this is me only, and I know there'll be letters. But personally, I've made the choice. I do not want TikTok in my life. Thank you very much. Primarily because you have no control over it. I don't like a video that won't let me stop, start, pause, re-go, go back, move on, move back. You either watch it or you don't watch it. That annoys me. That's Neanderthal backwardsism, if you ask me. And secondly, because the majority are filmed in portrait, and that's another pet hate of mine. And the thing is, one should be able to just ignore TikTok by just not installing TikTok. End of story. But no, suddenly, with every YouTube search, come back 
dozens and dozens of TikTok videos <laughs> at the top of the search. And I know you're laughing because I didn't use the word myriad, and we'll come to that later. Worse. <laughs> Actually, actually, we're not, because I took it away. All right, then. I, I, I thought it's T pedantic. Yeah, you, you, Ted was going to be pedantic about the word myriad. OK, you come... Anyway, what the point I want to say is that you, you get, you know, 5, 10, 15 TikTok videos above the normal, regular YouTube videos, which you then want. All I want to say is, YouTube, I don't want to see TikTok videos. I'm going to give a gold star this week to TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) You swine! Just because it's your birthday! (laughs) Uh, It is a a case of each to their own, um, and I completely accept that. But I get so much fun, amusement and enjoyment out of my half an hour a day of scrolling through TikTok. I think it's really funny. Now, I, I can't speak to um, I can't speak to you about YouTube because I, I don't use YouTube shorts and I don't know what they're doing with TikTok or whatever it is and I don't know what their algorithms do. I, I never look at YouTube shorts. Hang um, on, I'm not but... looking at YouTube shorts. I'm looking at YouTube. I'm looking at I would like to see a review of this new Zoom recorder. I will search for it and then I get 15 TikTok videos first. Yeah, I think they're the, the portrait up up ones, aren't they? Yes. So they're the short. They're the shorts. They're, they're all they're all uh, they're all no longer than a minute long. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so I can't speak for YouTube Shorts, like I said, but yeah. TikTok itself, I think, is a is just so much fun. And I I know that there's all this argument about the Chinese government and the military and blah 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 and all this paranoia going on about it. Um, but I I think it's just. It's just really funny. And I think that it learns really quickly from what I what what I don't what what I reject in terms of scrolling through the the, the, the videos. So if they start serving me up a few videos of rubbish I don't want to see, like some I don't know some pop star or something, then as as long as you quickly scroll past it, it learns that you don't want to see that. And in my experience, it learns that really efficiently, really well, and really quickly. I think they've got the algorithms right in um in in TikTok, and I just think it's. Absolutely great entertainment, good fun, and it suits me being portrait because when I use the only time I use it, I'm using it um, for half an hour for amusement. Um, when typically when I'm I'm just about to go to sleep, and I just flick through for half an hour before I, while I get you know while I get tired. Um, so I think it just works really well for me. But as you say, from room one hundred and one, each to their own. <laughs> Indeed, but I, I mean I must say we're actually talking about different things anyway. You're talking about TikTok itself per se. Whereas my complaint was TikTok being thrust onto YouTube where it doesn't belong. Um, My reaction to TikTok is just, again, it's me. I'm weird. I'm different. I want to choose what I want to see. I like osmosis. I like, oh, I didn't expect to watch this, but it's really, really rather interesting. I don't want software to learn what I like. I know what I like without the software deciding for me. I mean, I remember this when TV channels started to veer towards the gardening channel and the cookery channel. And I hated that because I like to turn on the television and a programme comes on that I wouldn't in a million years have chosen to watch. But it comes on and it flashes my interest and I watch it and I learn something. 
And I didn't like when television suddenly started specifying different kinds of programmes into different places. And it's the same now with TikTok. I don't want TikTok. Supposing I watch a video, supposing I want to buy a, a, a Zoom recorder and I look up the Zoom recorder, I watch a couple of TikToks about a Zoom recorder. Is it not then the case that next time I open TikTok, I'm going to get endless videos about other kinds of recorders and other kinds of uh, technical equipment, whereas that day I might prefer to watch somebody skiing down a hill? Well, in my experience, as I say, it learns that really quickly. I can't talk for YouTube, yeah. but in, tic- in TikTok, if you if you're looking for a Zoom recorder and you do that for a, a you know a half an hour session, and then you finish doing that, when you then go back to it and you you flick past any attempts to show you that again, it learns very quickly that you've you've had enough of that and you've moved right. on. And uh, anyway, I, it's just my experience, and that, that's what I find. No, and as we always say, each each to their own. And I mean, it's yeah. it's a nice world when there are these things on option to people if they want, and and not if they don't. And I mean, my you know, I just do what I do, which is not install TikTok. <laughs> Fair enough. Good for you. Ian Barton would like to uh, give a gold star to Christie Hospital Macclesfield. Ian says it has super fast Wi-Fi. So this isn't so much about being a wonderful hospital, but it's about <laughs> having great Wi-Fi, which is free, says Ian, and doesn't require you to fill in a huge form with data such as your trouser leg leg. <laughs> yeah, I, I, know, I know that. One click on the connect button and you are in. The connection is fast enough to stream recordings from my MB server at home, he says. Free, free help yourself tea and coffee and chocolate biscuits Ooh. so that's better than wi-fi Yay. if you ask me nice comfy <laughs> seats with decent chairs so it's not just the wi-fi our local hospital which has served which has several thousand employees and patients has almost no phone coverage on any network and no wi-fi access by patients um yes yeah, so certainly I, I gold thought, star for that well i thought at first this must be a private hospital yeah as did I. So I, I i looked it up and the, and it's not it's an nhs trust it's a, a trust hospital so why there's such a huge difference between Christie Hospital Macclesfield and, you know, other ones like his local one? Yes. I, I don't know. It's probably run by a gentleman with a beard who loves double A batteries and is keen on tech and wants must to put be. Wi-Fi in his hospital. I don't know must what it be. is. <laughs> I, must, I must get my back pay on salary. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I remember, you know, there's a, there's an awful lot of um, public Wi-Fi networks to which I'm signed up under the name of blah, 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 at blah, yeah, blah, yeah. dot com. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, it is. I do agree. That's a bit. That is a bit annoying when you go into a cafe or something, um, or you know McDonald's, and you've got to go to their website and get a code and blah blah yes. blah, and you know that you're giving them your data. You, you by by giving you them your email address, even you know that in four weeks time you're going to get spammed by exactly you, you know and that's why we have disposable email addresses i suppose but it's just really annoying still well i and just right if i can if you. i can log in as mrs bucket with blah, 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 rubbish then fine yeah. and if it wants to send me a code i say well never mind i'll just have my coffee yeah. and not yeah. not bother yeah. I'll, I'll read a book yes <laughs> like in the old like in the old better days. before <laughs> i think we're done young man and I can call you young man now because you're younger than me. Because you're now old. Oh. Happy birthday, Ted. <laughs> uh, we'll be back in two weeks' time, all being well, with the trailing wind and all the rest of it. Whatever works, dot works is where you'll find links to all the stuff we've been talking about today. Aidenbell.com is where you'll find Aiden. TedSalmon.com is where you'll find me and links to all the MeWe groups and all the audio podcasts that we're all involved in. Having fun every week. Do tune in and listen to what we're up to. 
Um, and yes, any last words? Happy birthday to you. Sixty years old. Yes, I'm very, very old. Oh, hey, all no. the best, you Ted. I hope it was a good one. Have a great oh, year. Oh, thank you. And, <laughs> oh, only one more thing to say now. Don't forget, whatever, whatever works. 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 <laughs>